binoculars and what do I see? Jersey Devil, Chupacabra, half a dozen Yeti. But no matter, baby, what I do, I can't seem to find you. Welcome to Featured Creatures. I am Alan. I'm Alex. And I'm going to edit out those birds. Oh, no, I wanted them. They're, they're, they're scenic. <laughs> you gotta do some post-hoc editing with the old shotgun. So I have to edit in more birds, but edit out those birds. <laughs> and edit in, like, gunshot yes. I can just scare them away by screaming at them. It, really? Say, now's a great what, time hypothetically, the what, would, what would that scream sound like, Garrett? Uh, Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I'm my finger bit, was inching towards I'm that little, button. A little bit disappointed. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not your monkey. I'm not your puppet. I don't dance for you. I dance when I want to. I mean, all right, <laughs> I'll take it. Until we all have our own soundboard buttons. That's true. And then it's gonna be. That's gonna be a hellish couple episodes when that happens. <laughs> it's gonna yeah, be ninety percent gonna... noise. So whatever, we got to put all the all the trash monsters in there. Right? Oh. If I'm checking our math correctly, let me check my math. It's been three years. <laughs> Except been by three, three, I mean 30. since then. Oh, yeah, we're coming up yeah. on an uh, anniversary, right? Yeah, uh, on the 20th. This episode will be out on the 16th, which means Whoa. it's the episode. Uh, it's our anniversary episode. This is our third year? Wow. Aww, doesn't feel like it's it. It's adorable. Yeah, we've been doing this. We did it. Wow. Actually, is Stay it together for the third? kids. Yeah, yeah, we're only at like 150-ish. I feel like Garrett's the kid in the situation. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I'm showing you the, the my art projects I've worked on, and then you guys indulge me, and then you put it on the fridge for a week. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely more more than a week. <laughs> is that what Stitcher's called? Is that what we call the fridge? Well, I guess let's get to today's featured creature, because this one's also been in like waiting to be covered. I'm I'm excited. This is something I've been waiting for for a while. Today's featured creature is out of this world. The Venezuelan hairy dwarves. Oh no! <laughs> I, I'm, We're back. We'll see, we'll see if this episode is more of just me laughing the whole time. Uh, it is so so much more different. It it could not be. I guess it could be more different. We could just be talking about a car, but like. <laughs> The dwarf like episode, the... <laughs> we were talking about like a folklore monster for mythology. Car and... is like the maximum yeah. distance you can get from dwarf, apparently. Yeah, yeah, it's like the AMC Gremlin, but you know the VZ dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> so Venezuelan hairy dwarfs are a hairy humanoid that are about three feet tall, with hair ranging from black to red blonde in color, and with a curious stocky or straw-like appearance. So it's a uh, bristly of thick oh they got like boar hair yeah however when severely malnourished <laughs> when severely <laughs> going severely malnourished their hair is prone to severe sh- uh, shedding their bare skin <laughs> is pale chalky green and is very oh, okay and in <laughs> this like this was worded weird and in very decrepit u- uh, units begin to begun begins to flake off as a yellowy green dust. I like them. So they just shed all their hair and become flaky skin. You go on a diet and you become E.T. from the end of E.T. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. Oof. Yeah, I just want to say not- now, when you said Venezuelan hairy dwarves, I was thinking like 
regular-ish amounts of human hairiness. No, no. You they, know, like they, a thick beard, the old Austin Powers T-shape, chest hair, hairy back, you know, hairy butt cheeks. No, no, imagine if you cut Bigfoot's leg off. Yeah, and no, that's what I'm... And arms and feet. It's like a more defined cousin it is the, the yeah. picture that I'm getting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Wait. Quick, quick side. Was it here we ranted about how much we don't like E.T. and he's gross? Yes. Okay. It, okay. I don't remember saying. I remember saying that I, I like E.T. But like, no. how haunting that like when you when they find him all like pale yeah. and like pruny in the wash is <laughs> the, like yeah. that just is like that's a nightmare that I've had. No. <laughs> but I don't like him when he's moist and gooey either. I, I want to stress know. that. You don't like E.T.? I don't e. want a gooey buddy. No, I don't want to get hugged by him. <laughs> you don't want the slimy buddy? No. You don't want the boglin. Okay, Imagine like E.T. The, boglin. The, the, the dried, chalky, skin, flaky guy, though. I think that's Some... cool. Maybe I do like Wash E.T. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only E.T. you like. I've come around. Yep. <laughs> I've, I, it's worked. I've Three succeeded. years, you guys. Okay, so there's an issue here. Uh-huh. Trying to find information about this thing on the cryptid wiki, there was some really cool sounding information, but I began <laughs> yeah. to suspect that it was from a tabletop game when I got to the line <laughs> 10 kilos per point of con. Uh, <laughs> I mean, okay, on the one hand, I'm tremendously disappointed by that. On the other hand, is there a system that has Venezuelan hairy towards um, it? I couldn't. There was no, like, source or, like, sighting on the Cryptids wiki, so I couldn't find if there was any, in, like, I couldn't find what game it was from, <laughs> because the more I'm going to read about this, the more it's going to be like, fuck yeah, I want to play that game. It, oh, boy. Okay. I'll be the judge I of that. Also, I also want to put on the record and be very mad if this episode is an ARG and you're just trying to make me play tabletop games. No, no, no. quit no. for real. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I've no, said no, it no, no, no. many times, but this time I mean it. <laughs> he always threatens. He always comes back. It's okay. The folks. kid is over. He's growing up, and you know he's really coming to his own with the sticker art on the refrigerator. The he face. Need me. They don't need me no more. The face has two large green eyes of slanted oval shape, no visible nose, oddly wrinkled or folded skin, and a wide trapdoor-like mouth without <laughs> teeth. <laughs> trapdoor like mouth is it like an upside down like paper bag puppet where he's just like you just like it just drops open and you just you you know food just kind of slides in and it close like like a book return at the library that's what i'm visualizing i don't know it's a hairy book return i have this (laughs) chunk of then you put i have this chunk of text in parentheses to read oh boy okay (laughs) okay the creatures apparently have no need to eat but when armed for conflict with other extraterrestrial foes, they mount a laser-targeted <laughs> weapon inside this mouth cavity. Oh, I am so perplexed no. and disappointed by everything <laughs> that is happening right now. Because on the one hand, like, okay, first of all, the beginning of this description talked about how their hair starts to fall off like nylon webbing when they get malnourished, mm-hmm. and yet they have no need to eat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I guess just moving on. Uh, I think the no need to eat and they put a weapon in their mouth is from the tabletop game. It, other extraterrestrial foes. Yeah. So these things are aliens. <laughs> I said they're out of this world. It, well, <laughs> you can't see this, but I'm making finger. <laughs>
So is Venezuela a planet or are we the aliens? Well, it's a, a series of planets in the Venezuela system, uh, obviously. Uh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting until we get to the when the the whole thing at the end where it's like actually. Oh, Justin, I'm only this far down. It's a Venezuelan hairy dwarf I'm only star. This far down. Oh my goodness. All right, let's let's get this. The eyes game have two going. concentric iris rings of glassy no. triangular blades around an uncovered pinhole pupil. <laughs> what? <Okay. laughs> These prog rock song lyrics you're reading over here? The arms and legs are long and thin, ending in broad palmed stubby finger hands and disc shaped feet. <laughs> this is not getting less proggy. The concentric eyes and disc-shaped feet. <laughs> Ring race, right and black. I love this thing so much. <laughs> oh my goodness. So it has long and slender legs. Mm-hmm. All, all three feet of this creature. Yep. Both hands so and feet can... <laughs> both hands and feet can apparently extrude multiple small spikes that dig into timber, stone, or cement. Allowing a dwarf to walk up vertical walls. <laughs> Garrett, what? Again, I think Who, the spike hands and feet are from the tabletop. Game. Did you make this up, Garrett? I, did you do this? I did not. This is not Garrett's handiwork. <laughs> I'm not this creative. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think Garrett knows the difference between a, a vehicle and an organism. Yeah. This thing is like, like you said, a car. It's got a cool <laughs> trap door. It's got a nice trim and finish. Huh. Is it? It's like one of those, one of the old Chevron claymation cars. The hood yeah. opens up and you just chuck a turkey in there. Uh, these these spikes <laughs> are also used. Circle eyes and round feet. How is that not a car? These are also used to improve the creature's grip on human captives. Escaped would <laughs> like be tires? abductees have been have scratched skin or torn clothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think you misread the thing. Did you type in Volkswagen hairy dwarves? <laughs> Oh shit! I think I did. Oh my goodness! Oh, you're gonna Am fucking I to ask. You're allowed to ask whatever you want. So when was the first sighting of this? Do we? Or is that coming up? I was literally just gonna say you guys are gonna shit yourselves when you hear like the date of the sightings. My bowels are ready. But first, I have another small little thing to read. Yes, of course, because this thing continues to (laughs) bewilder my life. Unlike the more traditional types of hairy humanoids, such as Bigfoot, hairy dwarves are technologically adept. (laughs) They are often associated with UFOs. In the early days of the UFO craze, witnesses often reported that aliens were hairy dwarves instead of the classic greys that are the go-to alien today. Okay. That is the first thing here that checks out. I know, that is an actual fact. That makes sense. In time... Harry Dwarf reports became much less common. April 10th, 1954. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. This is like some real business here. Okay. No, that, that, this all checks out. You're going to freak me out if it was like 2007. <laughs> I wish I could have found anything earlier than 1954. <laughs> like December no. 1st, 2021. That's right, from the future. Emilino Martinez was walking back from his hunting trip in the hills outside of the city, when there was a sudden movement in the bushes nearby. Martinez stopped, motionless, shotgun at the ready. When the thrashing noise sounded again, he waited briefly, then resumed his walk towards his parked automobile. (laughs) Suddenly, 
he heard a blood curdling guttural noise. It terrified. <laughs> terrified, he dropped his day's catch and ran for his nearby car. An unintelligible sound behind him indicated that whatever creature it was was close. He stopped for an instant to glance back towards his pursuer. Idiot move, rookie move. Why, why would you stop? You can look back and run. He then saw two bizarre creatures running after him. They were short and looked like a half-man, half-monkey. Whoa. That was spooky. That was spooky. What? That, that. Yeah. Alan, do you have a synth hooked up over there? It's all off. Okay. I think it's just random. They were covered in... blame Esteban for turning on the lights in the house or something. They were covered with dark hair. Martinez reached the car, fumbling with his pockets for the keys. He dropped the keys. And picked them up. And attempted to open the car. Well, thank goodness he's okay. He was suddenly grabbed from behind. Oh no. He fell together with his assailant into a ditch beside the road. Assailant? No! He dropped his shotgun as two powerful arms closed over his throat. He managed to break free and scrambled towards the car. The creature jumped on top of him, screaming, growling, and biting like a mad animal. He continued to reach for his shotgun, so he he could not reach for his shotgun, so he grabbed a large rock and repeatedly smashed his attacker on the head. Okay, no, that's that's reasonable. Screams of pain slashed through the dark night. Martinez saw his attacker move backward, blood spurting from his head wounds. He then dashed into his car. He snapped the door locked. Man, it's a good thing this thing didn't emit spikes from its hands into this guy's throat while he was strangling them. As the lasers or trapdoor mouth. Well, that's why presumably the the creature went for the shotgun to put it into its trapdoor mouth. Yeah, yeah, to integrate it into his biomechanical. To become a part of the greater Borg of his being. He snapped the door locked as the two creatures lunged against the car, pounding their hairy fists against the windows in frustrated rage. Presumably kicking it with their disc-shaped feet. Mm Mm-hmm. He managed to start the car and drove away at the very at very high speeds directly to the police station. The next day, Martinez and some friends returned to the site and recovered his shotgun. They also found some blood-stained leaves. They questioned locals and were told that strange disc-shaped objects had been seen in the area and that cattle, sheep, pigs, dogs, and two farmhands had disappeared on the mountain. The farmers have also seen black, bristly-haired dwarves that hid in the caves and kidnapped both livestock and humans. Martinez never returned to the area to hunt again. That's spooky. I know. And it, uh, then here's the next one that kind of contradicts it. Oh, no. <laughs> On December 22nd, 1954. I mean, it doesn't really contradict it. It's just they are di- clearly different creatures. Okay. Gustavo Gonzalez and Jose Ponce encountered four hairy dwarf-like creatures on a hunting trip in the Amazon. The dwarves were seen stepping out of a hovering craft and attempted to force <laughs> attempted to forcibly abduct two young men. Despite being light enough to be lifted easily, the men found that the dwarves were also phenomenally strong for their size, <laughs> able to toss them aside with ease and scratch viciously. They also claimed that the alien skin was impervious to blades, preventing them from <laughs> preventing them from defending themselves with their knives. They tried to get a real good shiving in. One of the hunters hit an attacking dwarf with the butt of his rifle, only to have it splinter into pieces. <laughs> Which means 
he also has super strength. Apparently. Uh, and that's the end of that story. There was no conclusion to that sighting. Wow. It just they tried and failed, I guess. Yeah. Or succeeded. Who knows? So I came up with a couple theories. Okay. One of the theories uh, stated, or one of the er- other descriptions I found stated they had uh, three-toed cl- uh, clawed hands and feet. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's just the sloth. They just yeah. saw a sloth. Yeah. Well, speed sloth, though. And then the one that just d- attacked that guy and he hit it with a rock, that's just a big old monkey. It presumably, yeah. Like just some sort of gibbon or something. I mean, or like just a small, hairy person. <laughs> Two of them. But yeah. Uh, the biggest theory is that they're aliens. <laughs> I gotta, I'm I gotta admit, go with errant kangaroo. I'm. Not <laughs> <laughs> oh man, You're just errant hairy person. Honestly, <laughs> you know this reminds me of. Actually, I want to do some research on it. But there's a, um, I think it's an Italian movie, uh, called Pod People, that uh, the like <laughs> monster in it is a like short hairy thing. With like a like a tube like a, like a elephant trunk for a mouth, um, with no yeah, teeth. Weird. And uh, it, uh, it like crashes to Earth in an asteroid in an egg, which I guess is why it's called Pod People. I don't know. I guess uh, it's not a good movie. Uh, it's got some good atmosphere, but it's not a good movie. But it just like visually, you said I'm you like, liked it. You said it was relaxing. I I do like it actually. It yeah. is it is relaxing. You even uh, like something and, ha- and acknowledge that it's bad. Yeah, I eat McDonald's all the time. <laughs> yeah, I like Pod People. I think it's a great. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't say that. I'm <laughs> contradicting myself now. I mean, I do, I do love Trumpy. All right, Trumpy is a, a very cute alien. Pod people's great. What I actually, what I want to see, Alan, is like the movie that is like playing during the credits of that movie, like whatever that is. I know in like the like the VHS release for it, it's just like a lizard man like attacking people with like a like a shock stick. Uh, it looks amazing. No. Um, Isn't. See, I don't remember that part at all, but isn't that Laser Blast? No. No, I love Laser Blast, but it's not that. Yeah, this is another know, movie that I love that. that is not good. Yeah, but doesn't Laser Blast advertise for Star Wars? <laughs> yes, there is a point in the movie where he the, he's like driving down the road in his van and sees a billboard that just says Star Wars on it in the Star Wars font. Um, but it's not like a regular, like a billboard you'd see. It's like somebody just like put some two by fours in the ground. And yeah, put yeah. A, a it's so he can destroy it. Cause like, but, yeah, we're better than Star Wars. But yeah, you like blast. And your movie's not good and you have that in there. It's just advertising for a better right, movie. Like, why would you, the worst thing you can do is remind people of a vastly superior product. I mean, even just like the, the print quality of Star Wars is so much astronomically better than the print quality yeah. of, of Laser Blast. Like it just is easier so to can watch. the Venezuelan hairy dwarf speed a hippo? Yes. God, uh, yes. Assuming they gang up on it and impale it with the spikes they emit from the hands. I think that... Yes. So, the more well-known sighting is the second one I read, where they are indestructible little monsters. (laughs) I had to dig pretty deep for the other one about the guy just being attacked by a monkey by his car. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with, like, a hippo can't hurt it. I mean, yeah, presumably it would just try to bite down on its teeth. And it'll use its its super strength to just, like pry that hippo jaw open and then crawl inside of it get malnourished and then decay inside of the <laughs> hippo say, killing flake it flake off all of its nylon hair <laughs> it's a win-win and then when uh, the hippo decays around it it gathers the nutrients and it's a weird life cycle you know but uh the hippo its is its way. pod and it is a people oh uh, that checks out 
That I'm gonna go the dwarf sense. can murder. <laughs> I I mean I agree. If they are completely indestructible, yes, absolutely no question. It could beat anything. What could win ten billion suns versus the Venezuelan hairy dwarf? Hairy dwarf. Yeah, oddly enough. Are we all in agreement? They just have so much mass they can absorb the sun. <laughs> well, that's why I said the Venezuelan hairy dwarf star. Mm. Maximum density. So we all agree? Oh yeah. Alright. Plug them in day. Three years and we did it. Yay, we all agreed. We Finally, all agreed. For the first time, we all agreed. I, I'm sure we've agreed before. <laughs> yeah, we, I, we all agreed like last episode. Uh, what was the, I, worm. I disagree with that. That's why I'm leaving. No, we argued about the worm. Did we? Okay, maybe it was the one before that. The okay octopus? I think we <laughs> also might have a... I don't remember. No, okay, you know, the one we agreed on was the, the Silent Hill grass. Yes. We agreed yes. that it could not. <laughs> the one that we didn't ask. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. We didn't ask because we were all in agreement. Plug recommendations. Uh, Garrett, why don't you go first? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not ready. I guess I'm going to plug... Fine, I'll go. Okay. Go. No, this will be the beginning of a long series of plugs that are all connected for me. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm going to plug the 1979 animated series... Mobile Suit Gundam. Oh, no. I'm leaving for real. <laughs> uh, it's, they recently added all of the original Gundam to Crunchyroll. Wow. It is just a space opera about a bunch of young bo- like young kids and like young adults that all of the adults kind of got brutally murdered in a war. <laughs> and they're just trying to... The beginning of it is just them trying to go to like a military base so they can... I get the new officers. And then there's also a subplot of revenge from a side character. It's like a really good story. You said Mobile Suit Gundam, right? Yeah. The original. Original Mobile Suit Gundam from 1979. Well, you know, I mean, that's the the one thing we always say about Gundam is that, like, it's, like, actually, like, really good and about a conflict. Like, the giant robots are there, but it's, like, a very interesting human story about conflict. Yep. Um, There's a manga about the making of Mobile Suit Gundam. It's like a documentary, like manga drama. He wanted to make, uh, it's a space opera. He wanted to tell a really nice, like, good war story, but he was forced to make it as a basically a toy commercial, which is why there's like a new robot each week. But he managed to work a new robot each week into a very compelling war story. Yeah, uh, I actually remembered what I was gonna plug. Alan's gonna love this one. Uh, I'm gonna plug Meredith Monk. Uh, and Whoa. her vocal ensemble, yeah, I found this video earlier, I won't, I, it's not fair of me to plug something that I haven't even, like, actually, actually watched, uh, I was trying to watch it before we started recording, um, but, um, they performed the Vessel Suite, it's, uh, like an opera from the 70s, and I'm plugging it because I just think it's interesting that Meredith Monk is performing someone else's work, like, as a cover, and I'm actually excited to watch it. It might be hilarious. It might be unironically good. And it's probably both of those things. So I'm going to check it out. And you should too, listener. I'll try it out. I will check it out. I'll slip into Turtle Dream. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, Alan, what you got? Eat a big old chunk and watch Turtle Dream. Alan, 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 Alan. I absolutely yes. loved your trailer for your essay. It was so fucking oh, good. Oh, I still haven't watched it. I gotta, okay, we'll watch, I gotta watch it, it. We'll watch it after this. I'll put it on the big TV. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad, yeah. It's all condensed in that seven minutes. Okay, now I got a song land. 
no, I'm going to keep with the aliens, but I should plug that soundtrack because it rules. Um, no, it's uh, probably my favorite early UFO encounter is Joe Simonton. He uh, he encountered these like aliens that were like, about this, like four feet tall and they had mustaches, I think. <laughs> and they, they just made these pancakes. And he's like, I don't know what they're eating. These things are horrible. There's no nutrition. It's no wonder they're tiny. But here it is, and he's holding up like this smoldering piece of like wheat, wheat pancake, and uh, he's on the news, and you know he's not even making a big claim, and he never made another claim in his life, which is interesting. Gives credibility that just someone made horrible pancakes, and it's all over YouTube. Look up Joe Simonton pancakes. Yeah, I'm do I'm about to do that right now. I'm putting that in my recommended. Yeah. Man, okay, that that just reminds and then me Tetsuo of the... the Iron Man soundtrack. Oh yeah, Tetsuo the Iron Man. Megatron, it's called the, the last song. Okay, that's where that was from. Yeah, nice. Okay, so I think that I'm gonna I'm ask our listeners. Hey, hey, listeners, should we add aliens to our list that don't just get lumped in with cryptids, like pure aliens, yeah. like the Greys? Yeah, hypothetically. Yeah, like Greys or that's a whole other topic. Like Ebens or. <laughs> Should we add those to our monster list? Uh, let us know on our Twitter. I'll post a poll when the episode comes out. Um, I'll have it run for a week or something. Uh, let us know. Uh, our Twitter is at Fecre, F-E-A-C-R-E. And if you have any other stories or anything, any pretty much anything you want to send us, on, you can email us at featuredcreaturepod at gmail.com. You can check out our, our Patreon. For a dollar, you can vote on future episodes and you get a sticker for signing up. And you get our bonus episodes when we release those. And for $5, you get a new sticker whenever we make them. And you get access to our Discord server. We got a lot of cool people in there. Shefton made my favorite meme. Shefton did make Oh, stuff. did you like it? Of course I like it. I love okay. it. It's been playing in my head over and over. I'm glad, I'm glad you Dozens liked. of us. Dozens. Dozens. <laughs> uh, okay, good. I'm glad. And remember... All you need to do to be a cryptozoologist is to say you're a cryptozoologist. E.T. sounds.